Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Hi Friend Podcast, and thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Once again, I know it's been a couple weeks, and I honestly wasn't even planning on recording this week, um, especially since... I'm recording this currently on Thursday, which is when I like to have the, the episodes go up, and I'm hoping that I can get this up for tomorrow, but um, on Friday. But this morning, I well, I've had a thought of what I wanted this episode to be about for a while, and so I've, I had started like putting notes together and compiling it. But this morning, I had several like revelations, light bulb moments, whatever you want to call them, that I really felt compelled to share, um, still in line with the same topic, and so. I just felt very inspired to hop on and record. And as much as I would very much prefer to be consistently releasing podcast episodes, I know from a marketing perspective, that's the best way to go about it and to be consistent. And for my own integrity's sake, that's what I would be preferring as well. But I'm just not there yet. I'm That is the goal. And I'm working towards that. But I am wanting to get clear with myself as far as um, kind of the direction of what that will look like in multiple areas of my life. So the things that I'm sharing here on the podcast, on Instagram, over on my blog, et cetera, um, in my writing. Um, hence why, you know, I'm working with a coach right now. And honestly, a lot of things kind of are clicking together. So I I feel really excited and hopeful and um, even just really excited for 2020 and what's going to come next year. But in the meantime, I still would love to put out episodes as I feel led to do so, um, especially when I think that they might be helpful to other people and um, to share something that I'm going through and in hopes that maybe it will be helpful or inspiring to other people. And um, yeah, so for starters, I'll just give like quick little life updates. Um, Happy October, by the way. Happy fall. I love this time of year, especially where I live because it like fall to us is still sunny, warm days. It also is a little bit drier, I feel like, in the air, which is huge for me because I hate moisture in the air. Um, And then it's just like so crisp and clear, but then it's also like this filtered light in the mornings, especially, and it's starting to have like a little bit more of a chill too. So you can, there definitely, you can sense like a change in, in the seasons, which is how I prefer it because I don't want to be in 30 degree weather in the morning. (laughs) That does not sound fun to me at all. Um, I'm actually headed out to the desert next week, which I'm so happy about with, um, for my granddad's 90th birthday party. So he already had his birthday, but we're doing a big celebration. So I'll get to be with lots of family and it's like 80 to 90 degrees (laughs) on the desert. So, um, loving that. And then the week after that, I am actually headed to, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast yet. Um, I have planned over a year ago, um, it's kind of a longer story, which I'm assuming maybe I'll share at some point, um, possibly after I get back from this trip, but 
I, I felt led to go to Israel for many years. I've always wanted to go to Israel and the opportunity came about. So I jumped on it um, a really long time ago because <laughs> you had to reserve your spot. And I've um, yeah been like paying that trip off because it's an all-inclusive type package thing. It is a faith-based trip. So it's like a tour with, um, it's not through a church, but it's like a couple that's leading it. And it's a big group of us all going from all over the country. I don't know many people that will be there, um, but it's the end of this month. And so... Yeah, I actually, I have some mixed feelings about it, um, but I'm mostly very, very excited. And the other fun part of that is that I chose to be on my own for finding flights to get there. And it was very difficult to find (laughs) flights that went from LA to Tel Aviv that weren't mega expensive or like very complicated with their layovers. And so I decided to get creative and... um, like build a little mini Euro solo vacation for myself into the front of it because it's so cheap to fly to Europe typically. And I've always wanted to go to the South of France. And so I, yeah, I booked a flight to Nice, getting into Nice. I'll just be there for a few days flying out of Marseille, but I don't know if I'll stay there at the last night. I'm exploring some other options at the moment, but I, oh my gosh, my Airbnb in Nice is so cute. Um, I don't have a place to stay in Marseille yet or I don't know how to pronounce this other little town that's nearby that I want to stay in. It's called AIX in Provence. Um, French is not my strong suit, but I am just like over the moon thinking about this trip and it just feeds my soul so, so much. Like, um, honestly, all of it, I'm really excited to experience Israel and like to see kind of some of the spiritual sides of things that are going to come out of that trip. Wow. Construction next door. I'm so sorry. Um, and then some of the beautiful places we're staying and I've just heard such amazing things about Israel. So yeah, for that part of it, I'm, I am very excited. And then I've talked about it here before and with Kaylee, but solo travel is like one of the things that feeds me the most. And it's just like the biggest love gift that I can give myself. And so the thought of like being alone in France and wandering around and just taking in that beautiful scenery, um, is like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. And I think, too, after what I learned from my experience in Paris, which was that as much as I loved, and that was split with like some time alone and then some time with a girlfriend, um, but I didn't really take into account how much I would want to see there. And so even though I was there for like five or six days, some of which was knocked out by being pretty sick, um, I it was a tough balance between just like letting myself like relax and enjoy and just like wander around. Cause that's where I feel like I'm like the happiest. Um, and then trying to like fit in different things I wanted to see there. So what I'm excited about for the South of France is that I don't know much about it or the area. There's no like monuments or places, um, you know, besides Monaco, which I know I want to, I'm going to go to. Um, I don't have a lot on my agenda, just a few suggestions from people that have um, graciously given them to me. So that I am just, yeah, I think it's going to be really, really good for me. So that I'm super excited about. And then one other final life thing, I, this is like the epitome of my dreams coming true. And it's funny because of my overall like journey with my house and what I'm like planning on for the future, but I'll back up a smidge. So I, I love a lot of things about the house I live in. I've lived here for almost eight years, um, but it definitely is older and it has some things that are less than ideal, but we make do and we do upgrades when we can. And I've done like a lot of work to my room. Um, but the one thing that is just like impossible for me to deal with at times visually is the carpet. And then <laughs> there is carpet in the bathroom. Yes, I know that is so disgusting, horrible. 
I just like have shut it out for so long and not let it bother me. And then so often I've just been like, well, you're going to move out eventually. You're going to move out. You're going to move out. Like your landlord can get new carpet when, um, like when you're out of there, it'd be so annoying to move all the furniture out, et cetera. But, and so why it's funny is because I have truly, and I've spoken about it here and, and other places, like I really have been dreaming of getting my own place. And especially since last winter when it was freezing cold here and I just felt very like done with that situation, especially for another winter. And then just really excited at the thought of having my own place. So it may seem surprising that I'm going to choose to go through with all the effort of this, but the reality is I have no idea when I'm going to move into my own place. I don't have any immediate plans for it. I'm also at the place where I am like, even if I get to enjoy it for a week, it still would almost be worth it. So I am over the moon happy that I convinced my landlord to take care of this for me. I, well, I'm taking care of it financially. He's taking care of it and I'm getting like the acrylic, like wood floor for my bathroom. And that's happening on Saturday and then all new carpet in the room on Monday, the following Monday. So, and then I'm going to like put a new light fixture in the bathroom. So just doing little things here and there. And I have been so fascinated by how like nesting and like home design-ish and like organizing and cleaning and decluttering. I've like the mode that I've been in um, for the past few weeks now. And I don't know if it's like a shift in seasons, um, but even stuff with my roommates, like it's been really, really satisfying to just go through our whole house and like organize things and get rid of things and take inventory on what we have. And then doing that in my room as well. And so yeah, it's like part of me is like, okay, so are you allowing yourself to like be really nested here and be really comfortable? Um, But I think it's actually what's happening is it is a really cool picture of the balance of loving, allowing myself to love where I live still without, you know, I'm not being impractical. I'm not like pouring hundreds of dollars into my my room knowing that I'm not going to be here for much longer. Um, But it's like making the space that I'm at, especially since I work from home, like I just am so... I'm so in love with our house right now and how we've decorated it and how like clean and minimal it minimalist it feels. And then two, I actually think what I'm doing, I have this like really big gut feeling that as soon as I'm like quote unquote done with my room, meaning like the floors and like some stuff in the bathroom and going through like all my stuff and really decluttering everything, like finishing, well, I've done most of the condoing of my room um like a couple years ago but I still have like a couple corners here and there that I haven't tackled and so I'm like doing that bit by bit partially because I want to make it as easy as possible for myself to move at some point and just be very clear on like only having things that I want and need with me and not bringing any excess and all of that so it's like this tension of creating and having gratitude for the space I'm in and still allowing myself to be surrounded by beautiful surroundings and home. But then also like not fully, like I still very much want to find my own place. And I believe that's my path and journey right now. I just am surrendering the timeline of it. And when I'll have the finances to be able to do that and when the right place will pop up for me. Um, But so that when, oh, and I've started buying like little things that I know I want in my future home. So like a set of glasses or a throw pillow that I've wanted for a long time and even putting some of them away so that it's not like I'm using them in the house now um, and my roommates are using them and all that. Um, I just like am saving them for my future home. And so that is, again, allowing me to like trust and believe that 
I that's coming for me and it will be here. But for now, um, I'm still in this space. And so I'm going to enjoy it and make it as beautiful as possible. Um, so anyways, okay. <laughs> Those are the, the life updates about where I'm at. Um, and so now for what I want to talk about today. Um, I'm a little nervous because it's it's a really personal topic for me, but I've felt it put on my heart for a while now to to dive into this more on the podcast and kind of explore it in throughout multiple episodes. And I've alluded to it, I think, from time to time. Um, but the reason I want to talk about it is, for starters, <laughs> it is... Um, so our second episode that we aired with Kaylee and I was on this podcast was called Why Can't I Let Go? And it has consistently stayed at the number two spot right behind the episode about sex because duh, um, for this whole time, like the whole time we've had the podcast, that is still the second most listened to episode. And so on the one hand, personally, this the topic of attachment and not being able to let go of like a romantic interest is I'd say is like the biggest thing that I'm dealing with, struggling with, working through, whatever you want to call it in my own life. But I also believe that, and from not just our podcast statistics, but even from like the accounts I follow on Instagram, um, if you follow me at all, you know that I'm obsessed with the holistic psychologist, um, some of the other work I'm doing um, with like through Lacey Phillips work. Um, there, It is very clear in like the different Facebook groups I'm in and all of that, that this is not just a me struggle and is a pretty universal struggle. And I think that there's so many facets to it. Um, and I've just spent so much of my mental energy and like thought work and, um, self-work and whatnot to like work through this that, um, I really feel strongly that it's something I'm supposed to share this journey with other people in the hopes that it brings healing to them. And the reason I've struggled with diving into it more myself is because I very much adhere and be, like agree with the belief about like if you know if anyone who ever has like a platform or is a writer or whatever like, is has a public space um, even if it's not a big one um, is resisting the temptation to kind of like work through something that you're currently in with an audience like live in real time all of that there's some you know it's like right from your scars, not your wounds, um, you know, right from a place of like healing, not like the rawness of it. And so I'm very aware of that. And I think that that is such wise advice. I don't think that, um, before I've had the, the time and the space to like process these things with my own people and professionals or whatever it might be, um, that it's not the most appropriate or helpful to like bring that stuff to a public forum or platform. Um, and for a couple reasons, number one, you know, you don't want to be, not that I, this happens ever, but <laughs> that people that I would be like inundated with comments or advice or people. And like, if I'm in a place of rawness where I'm like, I can look to that for answers or for healing, um, when I'm not ready for it. So that's part of it. Um, but the other part being too, that, I think there's this belief that I struggle with a little bit about the the fine line to walk between sharing from a place of vulnerability and um, process and some things that might be helpful for me as far as what I'm going through um, in the moment versus waiting till I've quote unquote 
healed or solved that problem before I can come and share about it with other people. And so I, yeah, I, this is where I'm going to be really transparent and honest. This is very much a very real (laughs) present thing that I'm working on in my life. Um, And the reason why I chose I'm choosing to share some of it is because first of all, I've had some really helpful uh, revelations in it that I, that I want to pass along at this point, but also because as someone, and I I do feel very clear about my higher arching goal or mission is to help other people fully, deeply, truly believe that we are here to enjoy this life and that we are made for fullness and wholeness and healing and just like all the love and beauty in the world. Um, and I don't, I really don't say that from like a frou-frou place. Like I've done, I've just received so much about that being true and believe it from the core of who I am. And I think it, as I mentioned on the last episode, like that question or that, that belief fuels so much about my life. And, um, I use that as this, like, um, what's the word, like a defining, like measurement as far as when something is off that the homeostasis, like when something is, you know, if I'm feeling any upset or whatnot, um, or pain or whatever it might be that isn't coming from a place of like pure wholeness or joy or fullness, then it allows me to bring that into question as far as like, what is going on here? Like, why is this what's coming up? Like what's causing this? Like, how can we get to the bottom of it so that I can more fully enjoy this life? Um, and so as I, you know, I've talked about that in, on this podcast and throughout different episodes. And I feel like that's kind of the theme of what I mostly try to cover. Um, and I, I personally feel like I've been very successful in, in doing that in a lot of different areas of my life. I've, you know, been doing all kinds of thought work practices and my morning routines and meditations and reading certain books that have really helped shape and improve and redefine my personality and, um, my thoughts around this life and my relationships and my work and, um, why I'm here and all of that. And so I, I want to, I want to share how I'm applying that process to this aspect of my life in real time and also be vulnerable and transparent in the sense that I'm still, I'm still working through this. I mean, I know I'll never, ever arrive, but while I may be able to have like, um, not conquered, but like gotten to a certain place in other aspects of my life, um, in being able to have this like full acceptance or enjoyment or whatnot, that I'm still obviously very human and working through this and other parts of my life too. So, um, kind of twofold as far as like letting people know that they're not alone in these struggles and that we're all working through something and we all have, you know, like everyone has their things. Everyone has something that they're struggling with, whether that's for some people that might be like body image and, um, more physical stuff for some people that might be their anxiety and their, emotions and the way that they feel out of control for some people it might be money and careers and then for other people you know a lot of us obviously like relationships and love are so core um or yeah they're so core to who we are and take up such a big part of our like energy and our mental space that um obviously that's something that a lot of people um wrestle with and I similar to everything else in my life, I so believe that we are meant to have, um, not perfect relationships, but relationships that are balanced and healthy and whole and functioning as they ought to be, which is like two 
conscious humans working towards um, uh, equal partnership um, of like love and respect and admiration and, you know, independence when necessary, but also like a beautiful dependence on one another and um, recognizing that we all act as a mirror for one another. And when we're at our best, that mirror and that relationship um, is there to serve to like help us amplify our life and to grow even more and to be even better. But at its worst, other humans and relationships are a mirror that mirror back to us the things that are not great and that we do need to change or that um, is causing some pain in our life. So um, yeah, so that is, is where I'm at with that. And to give like, to not be super vague about it or anything, but to be very um, just explanatory, I don't know, of what this actually looks like in my life is um, it's interesting because in the past, like high school relationship, um, like when I was out of college, I've had some very healthy like relationships, I feel like in the sense that I felt very secure in who I was and in their affections and emotions for me. And um, they were, you know, relatively healthy. They weren't the right ones for me, obviously. So that like faded away and they ended for their different reasons. But um, in some ways I didn't, uh, I wasn't experiencing a lot of like anxious attachment um, feelings, which is what has been happening more lately. Um, But I'd say definitely within the last like seven to 10 years or so. And it's um, around people who maybe aren't even, I'm not even in relationship with. um, But yeah, within the last couple of years, there's been just one individual where it's been very, very, very hard for me to move on from that situation. Um, we didn't even date officially. We just were really good friends um, that were romantically involved at times. Um, there was like physical interaction there, of course. Um, and a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of like energetic connection to that person that felt really hard to break apart from. And to me, that felt very confusing because I perceive that as like, I think we're meant to be together because look how like how we're always drawn to one another and there's this connection between the two of us and our personalities match really well and we get along um super well and I just like use that as an excuse to not really want to ever be with anybody else and not to date anybody else and it has just kept me so so stuck um and it's not like it hasn't caused a lot of suffering, especially I'd say within the last year or so, year and a half. But what has just been annoying is just, it's just this kind of um, constant narrative that's running through my brain. It's just always there. Sometimes it's harder than others. Um, shows up in dreams all the time, like, and that's really frustrating. Um, but it's this clear attachment um, to this other person. And I, it's, keeping me stuck in a lot of ways. Um, it's not like I sit and cry <laughs> every day about it, or I don't feel very heartbroken. It's, it's not those kind of intense, like loss of love feelings, because first of all, we didn't really have that. And then also it's just not that, um, for me at this time in my life. It, but obviously I don't want to be, you know, attached to someone that is not like equally in my life or feeling the same way back to me. Um, and what, has been so frustrating has been the fact that in a lot of ways, like I, I feel pretty secure in who I am and my self-worth, like I'm confident in who I am. Like I know that I'm an, like an awesome person who has lots of things to offer, like in a relationship and in, in the world. And, um, 
I have like self-image, like I don't really struggle with that too much. Um, and so it felt so, um, like disconnected or incongruent from certain parts of my life. And I would be so confused how I could be acting the way that I was and feel this, like, if anyone is familiar with like the anxious attachment style, then you'll know kind of what I'm talking about. But basically at its best, like the experience of what it feels like to be anxiously attached to someone is something that just, it feels very uneasy and preoccupied. Um, and then at its worst, like a frantic and grasping feeling, um, to the point where I, I, I would, <laughs> I don't know, talk about like no self-respect or no self-dignity. Like I would just like beg this person, like, especially when alcohol was involved, like I would be begging them like to come see me or for me to come see them or, um, you know, there of course is like some reciprocation at some points, but for the most part, any outsider looking at this, my friends <laughs> that know the situation, like I could easily tell myself like, Sarah, what are you doing? Like, this is not, you are worth so much more than this. And it would make me so sad for myself because I, I knew on some level, like I deserved more than that. And yet I just could not change. Like I could, my, it felt so ingrained in my heart and my brain that this is all that I wanted. Um, and then I, you know, as I'm learning more and more now that on a deep subconscious soul level, that that is what my soul must have believed that it was worth. Because if I had this really, if I truly did have a high sense of self-worth, I would walk away from that in a heartbeat. Like there's no question. I, of course I want to be with someone who is deeply madly in love with me and who is going to add to my life and encourage me to be a higher, like better version of who I already am and who's proud of me and who, um, I never have to question, like, it's just easy. And, you know, of course we were both, we'd both be human and there's things to work through and, and all of that. But I just so believe it's possible to have like an easy relationship where there's no questions about it. And, um, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about, uh, my, my girl, my girlfriend friendships is because, I think we can learn like what it feels like. Well, you can learn this from any relationship really that is a model of what you're looking for um, or hoping for in a marriage or a partnership. But um, my relationship with my friend Kelsey, um, who I actually, she's in town right now and I saw her yesterday and we have a date tonight and I cannot tell you how excited I am. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. I seriously like get butterflies thinking about <laughs> hanging out with her. Um, but one of the, biggest gifts for me on top of all the other millions of gifts that friendship provides is the fact that it models so, so well what a secure attachment, um, a securely attached relationship looks like. And, um, for me, it's like, I never have to question how she feels about me. Um, because I honestly, the, the anxious attachment, um, style shows up in my friendships too, my girl friendships. It's not just with men. Um, and so that's why I'm going to get into a little bit of like, once I started to uncover where that was coming from, um, and realize that it is totally something about myself and not just this one person. Um, and there's like a deeper, um, thing that it's trying to teach me there. But so in this secure friendship, I have, I'm able to like, see what it's like to be, equally obsessed with each other in a very healthy way, um, super affirming of one another, like always want to be around each other, always want to talk to each other, but a sense of independence too. Like 
it's not a codependence where I'm like, we have to talk all the time or whatnot. Like I have such faith and security in that friendship that I know that if we don't talk for 10 days, like would I miss her? Absolutely. I'd be like, I have a, I'd have a million things to tell her. Um, I'd want to like when she's gone for a few days, um, I will leave like three or four Marco Polos. And it's funny because like <laughs> one of my, um, one of my like fears or Thing, triggers or things that I've had to work through is believing that I'm too much for people. Um, and so anytime that I feel someone pulling away, it brings up that wound of like, oh, I'm definitely too much. Like I, I've gone too far. I'm like overbearing. Like people are overwhelmed by that and don't want to be around me. But with her, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I like, um, I know that she's going to be super excited to listen to the messages whenever she can. And it's just like this it's just so peaceful. Like it's such a peaceful, secure place to be. And so having that modeled in my life. And then also I am choosing to like, I focus on other couples that I see, whether that's like celebrity couples that I follow or, um, know of, or know like more about the relationship or people in my own life. Like I keep a list honestly of, um, I call them expanders. If you're familiar with Lacey at all, it's just meaning like they expand my view of what is possible. And if we, whoa, that is so weird. I just looked up at a book in my bookshelf and the first word I saw was expanded and updated because, um, yeah, anyways, wild. So I keep this list to remind me and to return to like, oh, that is possible. It is possible to have a man who is like so in love with you and, um, that you have so much fun together and that you guys like your personalities complement one another. Um, but in my real life, I pull from examples of where I feel that too on a very real level. And so, um, I'm just so grateful to Kelsey for that, to my other friendships that are like that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been very helpful to have that, um, as I navigate through this, but the things that I wanted to share, um, because I, I know this could get long. And so I want to, start this, like, I think this is the start of a conversation and I want to dive into it more, obviously, and keep coming back to it. And I'm curious to hear what other people's, like, where they're at in this too, or if anyone else is um, going through this. But the things that have been encouraging for me and that have started to shift things, um, and also too, so back to this very, the example of what's going on or the situation that's happening in my life where I'm attached to this person, like, just so you know, I have, I have done all of the things in my mind. I have like gone to counseling about it. Um, I've unfollowed, I've not blocked, but like hidden things from, I've gone out of my way not to see them. Like all of the things that like I've read the books, like I <laughs> listened to the podcast, like all the stuff, uh, prayed about it, like so many things that, um, have just not worked. And, um, the things that as I'm starting to continue to dive deeper, um, is the realization that, and this is like, I know I've talked about, um, Cara Lowenthal's podcast on here and I absolutely love her, um, and all of her stuff around cognitive behavioral therapy and thought work and all of that. Um, but the one thing that I feel like it kind of, it doesn't incorporate there is the concept that there are things deep in our subconscious and from our childhood and from our relationship with our early caregivers, um, that are, are continuing to affect us and play out in our relationships in our life as we continue to go on if we aren't addressing them actively. And so it's like, if I could just change a thought, I know that that's not, she's not just saying just change your thoughts once and it will like, it has to 
do with a ladder of thoughts and like working through that. And yes, that's part of it. But trust me, if I, if in my mind, I could just change my thoughts around it or like say the things that I know to be true, which are that I deserve to be with this kind of person. I want to be with this kind of person. Um, this situation is not right for you, blah, blah, blah. Like you, like this is who you want to be with. Then I would have solved this a long time ago. Like I absolutely, like I'd be in a very different place. So what brings me comfort is realizing that it is, this is, while part of it is him, yes, I think that there are absolutely, of course, there's qualities about him that I would love to have in a partner and want to be with and all of that. But I I truly believe that more so than him individually, he is a representation and a projection of much deeper things inside of me that my my body and my soul are trying to heal and work through um, in this instance, like the instance of our relationship. And so if you're familiar with attachment styles at all, um, the concept of that is that it's how we attached or didn't attach to our early caregivers or the, like the mirroring that they did with our emotions or, um, how we were responded to at an early age, um, will end up affecting how we, how we respond to relationships later in life. Um, and the different um, types are anxiously attached, which is what I more resonate with. Um, avoidant and then secure. And obviously the goal is to be secure. And I had a moment in a counseling session one time where we were talking about this and it was, it's very clear that I was on the more anxious side, though I do feel like I've experienced secure relationships and that's available, like that's possible for me to do. I asked her like, okay, so wanting to like figure it out and like figure out how to fix myself and how to solve this and how to heal it. I was like, okay, so I'm a, I have the insight into the type of personality that I have. So how do I fix it? Like, what is the fix for like an anxious person? And her response was that you engage in secure in a relationship with someone who is secure. And that really bothered me for some reason, because I was like, well, I want to be secure. Like, I understand that. Yes. Like I just didn't like that. It was on someone else. Like, I think I wanted to know that I could heal and solve that in myself and become a secure person because back to like, I believe it's possible for all of us to be living this whole full life. And so that didn't really resonate with me. Um, I do understand what she's saying and I, I agree with that concept, honestly, but I, I want to give hope to people and to myself and believing that it is possible to become secure on our own. I just think that it takes some work and digging and what I'm realizing is, um, I definitely have some things to address in childhood and the caveat to that being, um, you know, if my parents are listening to this at all, it's not something I discuss with them on a regular basis, but I want to be very clear that I have incredible parents and I had an amazing childhood, honestly, um, which is why I actually think that this is so interesting is because I don't come from any like severe trauma or like, you know, pain, like I had very comfortable wonderful life for the most part. Um, but no one is immune to this. Like we, my parents were doing the best they could with the tools that they had and the access to healing that they had at that point. And they're just living out their past like patterns and emotional <laughs> hurts and pain. Um, and then that just gets imprinted onto children, their children as they're raising them. Cause they're these messy adults with feelings and they're complicated. And so it's, you know, not, I don't say that to put fear in us as far as like we're all going to mess up our kids no matter what we do, but it's true. Like I say that to take the pressure off um, and to just realize that like we're all doing the best we can and that it's possible to break those generational 
lines of like of hurt and pain and shame or whatever it is that might be happening in your family. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not going to maybe go into specifics right now, but there's definitely some things that I'm, as I'm doing like some, um, like hypnosis and meditations around getting to my authentic self and, um, stepping fully into my worth and doing like reparenting exercises, um, which is, those are the things I kind of hope to cover in the future, though there are so many resources out there. I'm again, I highly recommend the holistic psychologist. I re- I recommend Lacey Phillips and her work. She's to be magnetic. Um, and I'm in the pathway there, which is like a, you have year long access to all of the workshops and, um, the tools and all of that. Um, yeah. So all the, like, there's so much out there. There's so many books, podcasts and all that that you can listen to. Um, and I would definitely love to try to compile that to make it easier for you guys to find. But um, for now, like, I think just recognizing that there's something bigger at play here and it's deeply ingrained, like childhood wounds and pain and things that I interpreted, um, to mean a certain thing about myself and my ability to be loved and responded to my emotions and the way they were responded to. And, and so that can be scary because you're like, well, how do I even begin to tackle that? Or like, that feels so, um, like theoretical or out there, but what it should help you do is realize that like, there's so many bigger things at play a lot of times. Um, and the other people that we interact with are just there to be these mirrors and to point us deeper and further into healing. And so the second part of, um, what I felt like why I'm sharing this now and what I'm excited about and was kind of like a breakthrough for me was the concept that anytime back to like believing I'm here to enjoy this life, believing that my, um, like my birthright and the reason that I'm here is to be a full whole human, um, means that anytime I'm experiencing any kind of like distress or anxiety or pain or whatnot, that that is there to teach me something and get me to heal and grow in that area. So I get to reframe that as like, instead of feeling this out of control, like, oh, why do I feel these emotions? Or this is so frustrating or whatever. It's like, okay, this is here for a reason. It's here to teach me something. And excuse me. And I am going to use that to improve and better my life and be very inquisitive as to why this is present. Um, cause clearly it's here to teach me something deeper than I've been able to, to learn or experience on my own yet. And so if I'm not there yet, it means that I have work to do. And, and so it's just been, it's been really exciting. And I've honestly now, like, I don't have any negative feelings towards this person. If anything, I have very, very, very strong, warm feelings towards them. And, um, it's really hard to let that go a lot of times, but now instead of like, I think of course there's like the sadness or the the anger that my feelings aren't returned, but I have like a renewed sense of gratitude for not just him, but like the concept of, or of this whole situation that I'm in because I'm like, all right, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, like this problem, <laughs> this like roadblock in my life is not here to knock me off. It's not here to make everything miserable. It's here because there is something in my worth that I am not fully stepping into. And, um, I found the revelation I had this morning is that like, I'm kind of like, I'm hitting up against some struggles or I had been in like work and money and career. And, um, so I've been doing a lot of work around that, like 
trying to unblock that because I am personally not really totally looking to call in a relationship at this point in my life. I feel really excited about the life that I'm building and moving into greater clarity around what I'm supposed to be doing um, career-wise and purpose-wise and passion-wise and all that. So I've I've put the like the relationship stuff and the healing for that stuff like on back burner because I'm like, I'll get to that when I'm like in a place where I want to pursue a relationship. <laughs> um, but I, I made the connection because, and I've heard this said so many times before too, is the energetics of love and money are so, so similar. And that's why so many people, when like things start clicking for them, like career-wise and um, purpose-wise, that a lot of times they're able to, they find those like their, whatever you want to call them, soulmates, like dream partnership um, around the same time because things just start clicking. And it's, I believe it's because we're, you're more fully stepping into your worth. And so I think I had been kind of going about that a little backwards and I just made the connection today, literally recently, where I was like, you know what, that is, as I was listing out things that are like, that are keeping me small and, um, uh, like holding me back from this full life. At first I was like writing, you know, jobs that I have that aren't energizing me or things that I'm doing and in that area or things I need to let go of. And then realizing that, okay, until I can heal this thing, this part of my life and let this go and really truly step into my worth so that nothing is holding me back and that I believe that I'm fully deserving and, um, like, yeah, fully deserving of this, uh, whole amazing relationship, then I'm not, I'm going to be continue to stay stuck. And so I just chose to see this as like this, uh, really beautiful, mirror into my own heart, into my own healing. And I feel like this renewed sense of excitement to, and not like hopelessness, um, to kind of tackle that. And yeah, I just really, you know, I, I promise that I'm going to be mindful about how I share some of this because, um, I want to be protective of my own heart and my own healing and my own journey, um, and walk that line of like, doing the work on my own and not feeling any sort of obligation to like immediately share things or to like pass on lessons or or whatnot. Like this is my life and it's my journey. And that is like the most important thing for me to figure that out for myself. Um, but I, I have such a heart to like heal other people and their, um, relationships and anything that they're, um, struggling with. And so, wanting to take you along on this journey if it is at all helpful or resonates with you and um and see where that goes and I'm just I feel really excited and um and really hopeful and just absolutely believe from the bottom of my heart that all of that like we can have everything that we've ever wanted in life um that it's available to us and that's possible and living from that belief is like changed everything for me and it has reoriented my life in a way that I feel so excited to chase after those things and um, to let go of striving and efforting, but just to ease and relax into it and to believe that healing and wholeness and goodness and love is for me. And I, um, there's so many different ways that life is going to keep pointing me deeper and deeper into that. So this is one of them right now. And um I'm in it and it's okay. And I absolutely believe that I will get to the other side. So, um, thanks for listening to the long kind of part of that, uh, the long story of this and, um, for receiving something that's a little bit vulnerable for me. Um, 
I'm not ashamed about it. I like this is I just truly find it very fascinating as to why we're experiencing certain emotions and certain um, situations and um, just want to constantly use those as tools to like better myself and better my experience in this life. So um, I hope that you do the same. And my encouragement is to you as I wrap this up is that when you have anything in your life that is um, not whole, so like whether that is you're sick or something is like not functioning. Like I think of almost like this cosmic um, dashboard of things lighting up or like registering that something is off. So like when you respond really angrily to something that is maybe not that big of a deal and realize that you're being triggered or you're getting very emotional about like politics or you're feeling very anxious when a friend doesn't call you back and it's bringing up all these emotions in you of like abandonment or whatever it might be. Um, if you're having, you know, a lot of anxiety, um, that those are all signals that are meant to tell, like they're there to wake you up and to show you that something is off and not to just like gloss over it. I think our culture is, obviously is in the business of trying to like numb and remove pain as quickly as possible. But so often it's to our detriment. Like it's, um, you know, we have endless entertainment in our hands and our TVs. We, you know, there are, we consume alcohol in large amounts. We consume tons of antidepressants. Um, and I'm not condemning all those things. I'm just saying that I think if we were to take an honest look at like, is that how we should be operating? Is that why we came to this earth was so that we could numb out and not feel our feelings and like um, try to have these quick fixes to get out of our pain? I think all of us would mostly say, no, that's not not why we're here. Can they be tools that are helpful at times? Sure. Um, but I think that ultimately it's our body's and God's amazing way of showing us that, um, something is off and, um, we have the ability to heal that. And so are we willing to look inward and dig deep and do the work to get to a better place? Um, I even had a friend recently share that they'd been struggling a lot with anxiety attacks and, um, they said that they didn't even know like why they were experiencing that. They couldn't pinpoint it, which was so frustrating. And my heart totally went out to them, um, just because I can't imagine how like stressful and scary that would be. But I, I also like weirdly felt this sense of like excitement for them. And I, I articulated this a little bit, but knowing that like your body is desperately trying to get your attention and trying to say that something is really off here and there's some, there's healing that needs to be done and there's work that needs to be explored. And, um, and you aren't, this isn't how you're supposed to be operating. We're not, you're not supposed to be having panic attacks. And, um, that just is pushing you towards like deeper into this work and deeper into healing. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I think I said this last week about like rock bottoms truly being like a very beautiful place to be because it's stripping away so much of like any, like sometimes when life is like too perfect and going super well, we don't have a need to like go inward or, um, to adjust anything. And that's good too. It's great if you're enjoying your life, um, on a deep soul, like joyful level, not just like a superficial happy level. Um, but I think that those it's, it's okay. And it's very important and good to listen to the darkness that comes up and the pain and the stress or whatever it might be, because it's there to help us, um, get to that more full and whole place. So 
don't be afraid of those emotions. Um, embrace them, like love them, thank them for being there. And let's keep diving in and doing this work together and healing and coming out stronger and more whole, full beings on the other end. So um, I'm really excited. I feel like we're in a stage of life where people are starting to wake up to this and um, that people are like more and more have more insight into their own stories and their own past and healing and what that's going to look like to heal for future generations and to keep like um, growing and expanding in this way. So I'm very excited to be on this ride in my own life and energetically with the rest of the planet and everybody else that's on this journey too. So um, yeah. Okay. A little bit longer than I was expecting, um, but thank you friends for being here and I hope that you have um, such a beautiful weekend with whatever you're doing whenever I get this posted. And um, yes, I hope you have such a wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope to be back soon with more. Um, You can find show notes from this episode and more content and links. I'll try to add some links um, that correspond with this episode over at highfriend.co. And you can find me on Instagram at glitter and grace. So Hope to see you there. Love you guys and have a most beautiful and wonderful day. Bye.